This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, this is Dr. Kate with the Form Function and Flow Lab podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about how prevention is so much easier than fixing a problem in pregnancy. And that's not usually how things happen in the office. Usually people come into the office because they're having an issue. They've talked to their OB. They suggest coming into us. And then we kind of work through the issue that they're having, but they're already immobile, in pain, that kind of thing. And that's just the way that the insurance model is set up for. You don't use your insurance if you're not having a problem problem yet. That would be called um, preventative or maintenance and that kind of thing. And typically they don't cover that. You have to have some kind of an issue to come in to be covered. And that is so unfortunate because it is so much easier to just help people from the get-go right as soon as they get pregnant to prepare their body so that they do have an easy pregnancy. And in my mind, it saves you money because you don't miss work. Maybe you can work right up until delivery. Um, You don't have to buy different things to help you um, manage the pain. You can take care of your, if you have other kids, you can take care of them longer. Um, All the things, you know, you don't have to like ask your family for help or hire help, that kind of thing. Um, It's so important to stay active when pregnant. Um, So if I could have somebody come in before they have any issues, that would be awesome. Um, just getting to the pregnant population and kind of dispelling some, some myths maybe they, they've, they've kind of learned about what they can or can't do in pregnancy or just that general mindset of you're pregnant, take it easy, don't do too much, don't, don't, um, be too active. I know that's the general tendency, even with my husband, what, well, it was probably more so with my first pregnancy. He'd be like, are you sure you should lift that? Are you sure you should do that? And, you know, you can't be a fragile flower in pregnancy. Do you want to do way more than you ever did before and do something like start doing CrossFit when all you ever did was walk? No, definitely not. But doing the things that you've already done safely for as long as possible without, you know, putting some risks for some of those um, pregnancy-related symptoms is really important and is going to help keep you active and pain-free longer. So sometimes when people come in and they're already in their third trimester, I wish that I could 
go back in time and tell them, you know, right from the get-go, as soon as you're pregnant, or even when if you're struggling to get pregnant, <clears throat> you should start with like a mindset kind of uh, routine. So that could be anything from a movement meditation to a classic um, Vedic style meditation, like what I've been trying to learn to do, or um, a guided app kind of a meditation, something where you can calm down your nervous system and relax because that's a really uh, key in laboring and it's key in getting your pelvic floor to relax. And it's something that it's easier to just start ahead of time um, and have that practice before you really need it. It's, it's a good muscle memory kind of thing to create for yourself. So working on that mindset, trying to get the pelvic floor to be able to fully relax and then engage right from the start before baby is big and putting pressure <clears throat> down onto that area, you should start giving your pelvic floor a nice little rest break from the get-go um, and then really tapping into your core and when I say core you know you hear don't do any core work I just had a newly pregnant mom come into the office she's I think halfway through her pregnancy and I think without the guidance she just took core work completely off of the table which I get because, you know, we don't want you to do crunches and that kind of thing. But there are other ways to stay connected to your core without doing those things that might make you more susceptible to things like the tearing of the abdominals, that diastasis recti, the separation in the midline. So while, no, we don't want you to do that, there are other things that we want you to do that incorporate other core muscles that are going to make your pregnancy easier, <clears throat> less low back pain, easier delivery, and easier recovery on the back end. So um, the, the blanket statement of don't, um, don't do core work kind of hurts you on the, on the end thing because we want to be able to um, really tap into our core as it's getting stretched to its limit so that we can rehab faster. We, you know, and I don't, I was a crazy person and went back to work two and a half weeks after having my daughter because I am self-employed and that's what you do. I mean, I did take her with me and worked shorter hours, but I wouldn't recommend that. But not for the physical aspect, just because you want that time to bond with the baby. If you have another kid at home and you still want time, you know, you still want your 12 weeks of maternity leave or whatever, you still want to bounce back. And I hate that term, but you still want to be able to be, you know, physically as good as possible so that you can still enjoy your toddler and you can um, be able to move more easily, more quickly. 
Um, it's not just necessarily about being a nut like myself and going back to work super soon. And I did not go back that fast with my second. We, I took four weeks off. <laughs> but um, uh, <clears throat> so there's the core work aspect. And another thing she had mentioned in her appointment was that um, she also took the core workout because she wasn't supposed to lie on her back. And that that is for a you know small percentage of the population you shouldn't lie on your back because of blood supply to the baby and usually you'll feel nauseous you'll feel clammy those kind of things if that's the case but for a lot of people they have no issue lying on their back um, you can always check with your OB to confirm that but think about it when you go in for your appointments every time for your ultrasounds, you're lying on your back. When you um, are in labor and delivery, typically they want you to lie on your back. I, know, I didn't do it that way, but if you're in the hospital setting, that's you're lying on your back. Um, so if you can lie on your back through an ultrasound, you can lie on your back to do five minutes of some core exercises. Um and, you know, always keeping in mind that there are people that can't tolerate that, checking with your doctor. And, um, you know, if you have any of those symptoms, then you want to back away from that. But scaring people to think that they can't lie on their back, I think, you know, it's, while it's super cautious and we always tend to err on the super cautious side when it comes to pregnant patients, sometimes it can hinder us. Um, I wasn't one of those people and I could lie on my back. I did Shavasana and yoga, which is where you lie down for five minutes, usually at the end of every class. And um, I was fine. And I did all sorts of core work and that kind of stuff. So um, just another little thing to keep in mind because we're so individual. Pregnancies are so individual. Your experience is going to be so different from your sisters or your friends. <clears throat> and it's going to be <clears throat> different from one pregnancy to the next. Um, the other thing that I would love to tell people just as like a super simple way to avoid um, the, the gap in the abs would be to stop sitting up straight up out of bed right from the start. Just make it a habit to roll to your side to sit up because that puts a lot of strain on there. And you never know when the tipping point is going to be. What stage of pregnancy am I going to start to have that separation? And if you don't know when it's going to happen, you're going to get to that point where you're like, oh yeah, that's too much. And it's, it's starting to separate and you don't even notice. Um, and also to, to help with that right from the beginning, before you're even showing, I would start to work on your breathing and get better rib cage mobility because we want the pressure of your, of your breath, of your, um, intra-abdominal pressure to have somewhere to go. And we want the rib cage to be able to expand and contract 
as much as possible because that's going to take the pressure off of that midline in the front where the separation happens. So it's good to start early because it's really hard to work on your breathing when you have a third trimester baby all the way up, making it hard to breathe in the first place. So prevention is so much easier and makes those end stages so much easier than um, trying to fix it afterwards. Um, so yeah, that's basically my spiel. There's lots of other little things that I wish that um, I could give people, you know, depending on their situation before um, they get to that painful point. Because for myself, I know that I had done pre and postpartum work in, with chiropractic, with the ICPA. I had already done um, training with BirthFit and training with DNS prior to my pregnancies. And I didn't have any issues because I was so afraid to um, have my daily schedule altered because I am self-employed and I did not want to have a C-section because I did not want that long recovery time, both for, I mean, for not being able to get back to work, but also for aesthetic reasons. Come on, let's be serious. There is always that in the back of your head, but, um, I, I definitely was able to do the prep work and make it through pregnancy with next to no issues. Um, and you know, part of that is genetics so not everyone's journey is going to be the same and doing these things is not a guarantee that you're not going to have any issues, but it is most definitely going to make things better. So if you have any questions on these, feel free to reach out and I would love to talk with you. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.